Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. In this season, I'm identifying the dumbest thing on every single goddamn page in a trio of adventure modules for TSR's Marvel Super Heroes RPG, starting with Adventure MT1, All This and World War II. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. All This and World War II was written by Ray Winninger and published in 1989 by TSR. Today we're discussing page 18 of All This and World War II. The big heading at the top of the page says chapter 1, colon, the summons. And here we are at the beginning of this adventure. We've gathered around the table. We've got our character sheets in front of us. We've created our superhero team, our superhero headquarters, our superhero vehicle. We've perhaps brainstormed some uh, superhero melodrama, some love interests on the team. We're all ready to go and we're looking expectantly at the GM. We know that we are on the express train to World War II, and we are prepared to pretend that we don't know that, and what happens first. Quote, As the heroes are entering their headquarters for a regularly scheduled meeting one afternoon, morning, evening, whatever, nice of you to be flexible about the meeting time, book, although you are assuming I have regular meetings. What if we're just a bunch of miserable misanthropes who hate each other but keep getting drawn into superhero shenanigans like the Defenders? You think Hulk attends regular meetings? No. That's why he left the Avengers. He was all ready to work with the rest of Earth's heroes. He sat through the first meeting and then Giant Man said, so let's all meet back here Tuesday at 8. And Hulk fucking flipped out, flipped over the table and leapt out through the roof. No meetings for Hulk. But anyway, for, for whatever reason, we are gathering at some time of day. Quote, they notice a large parcel, approximately three feet by three feet by two feet, just within the doorway. The package is addressed to the hero team. Gasp. Suspense. It's a package waiting for us in our headquarters addressed to us. I can see this going a couple of ways. Uh, one of them is that the most rambunctious member of the team will run forward and tear open the brown paper wrapping and see what's inside. If that's what happens in your group, if poor impulse control wins the day, congratulations. You have chosen the better part. For many groups, the logical step to finding mail already inside your house, rather than in the designated mail area, would be to do something like check the security footage, maybe look around for signs of how someone managed to infiltrate your base, examine the package, scrutinize it, shake it, lift it meaningfully like, mmm, eight pounds, the plot thickens. Somebody Google eight pound items, let's narrow this shit down. Now this was 1989, Google didn't exist, but these are superheroes, they have countless fabulous powers, they have many, many options. Nonetheless, quote, no matter how thorough the installation's security measures, there will be no record of anyone ever delivering the parcel, nor will there be any indication of a break-in. All attempts to discern exactly where the parcel came from, or who left it, dusting for fingerprints, examining the surface for fibers, etc., will prove fruitless, as will any attempts to see or hear what is inside the package without actually opening it, x-ray detectors, metal detectors, etc., Okay, this is a shockingly definitive statement. So over on the uh, lower right of this page, we see an illustration of our team of West Coast Avengers that we'll see throughout this adventure puzzling over this box. We've got Vision, Wonder Man, Tigra, Hawkeye's there stroking his chin, Scarlet Witch is there with kind of pursed lips and a sour look on her face like, so are we going to play tonight or are we going to look at the box? Answer, we're going to look at the box. If you've had this happen to you in a role-playing game, you know that once this mystery has come to the player's attention, it's going to take a lot to make them drop that bone. Now, the mystery here is particularly curious because there's a lot of power on this team. 
Vision, for example, can turn intangible, could perhaps peek into the box without touching it or affecting it in any way. Tigra has heightened senses. She could smell the box, look for minute clues in the environment to see who could have left it here, listen to see if there's a faint ticking or anything like that. Hawkeye's going to be useless. That's what you get for making a career out of bringing arrows to superhero fights. No sympathy for Hawkeye. And then you've got Scarlet Witch, who has resort to extremely broad and nebulous mutant powers, as well as magical training. She could consult the spirits. Spirits, what's in this parcel? For I am a coward. I cannot open the brown paper. Help me be a wuss in my time of need. There are a lot of different approaches here, a real broad base of skills and abilities, but the text says categorically, no matter what these heroes do, all efforts to determine what is in the box will fail. But it's not just these heroes either. Remember, this adventure is for any group of superheroes. You could play your own original heroes, or you could play any of the superheroes who've been statted up for this game. You could be playing a team consisting of Doctor Strange, Professor X, Daredevil, Tony Stark, Black Widow with her mastery of spycraft, and Willie motherfucking Lumpkin, the Fantastic Four's mailman, an expert in mail. He has the mail talent. And even this brain trust with the Eye of Agamotto, Daredevil's heightened senses, Professor X's telepathy, Black Widow's spy skills, Tony Stark's technological genius, and Willie Lumpkin's decades of loyal postal service, there is zero chance that any, or in fact all, of those abilities combined can determine what is in the box. It is impossible. Eventually. And I don't mean soon. (laughs) I mean after potentially hours and hours. I mean, this is session one. Everybody's high energy. Everybody wants to play their characters, take their powers out for a spin. We could be into session two before somebody decides, this is not happening. It's time to tear open this box. I'm going to bet on Tigra here, but it could be Scarlet Witch. Based on that look on her face, Scarlet Witch is not here to fuck around playing 20 questions with an inanimate object. Her player clearly wants to get to the Second World War already. But anyway, somebody eventually has to open the box. And here's what happens. Quote, It contains a small video monitor. Five seconds after the package is opened, the monitor will begin to beep, finally flickering into life to display the face of Colonel Nick Fury. And then there's some read-aloud text from Nick Fury. And in this read-along text, Fury is going to address the team. So let's say this is the headquarters of Ford's Furies, right? We created these teams earlier to make the narrative a little more concrete, easier to follow. So Ford's Furies came to their regular weekly meeting, Monday morning, 9 o'clock sharp. They climbed the grand stairs, graced, ironically, by a larger-than-life statue of Gerald Ford. They went to the gleaming double doors of the Hall of American Virtue, and inside they found this package. With all their investigations foiled, they finally opened it. They saw the face of Nick Fury, and he said, Good afternoon, Ford's Furies. My name is Nick Fury. You might have heard of me as the executive director of the Supreme Headquarters International Espionage Law Enforcement Division, otherwise known as S.H.I.E.L.D. I hope this little stunt didn't scare you too much, but I had to guarantee that you and I would be the only parties privy to this conversation. I don't have time to beat around the bush, so I'm going to get straight to the point. Two days from now, the research and development branch of a classified branch of the U.S. military will be testing the new Cavalier Infantry Support System. We would like you to participate in that test. This isn't fun and games, boys and girls. The testing itself will be hard work. But if you cooperate, we'll see that you're well rewarded. Any questions? And this isn't rhetorical. It's a two-way monitor. So if they have questions, they can ask. However, this will avail them nothing because Nick Fury is unwilling to answer any questions. There's even a little Q&A on this page that says as much. If Ford's Furies ask when and where this testing is, Nick Fury will answer, quote, I can't tell you that unless you agree to participate. If one of Ford's more perceptive Furies should ask, 
What is the Cavalier Infantry Support System? Nick Fury will respond, quote, I can't answer that question until you agree to participate. I can't inform you until you consent. You see, I took bizarro sex ed in high school. This motherfucker ninja the team a two-way monitor just so he could ask them if they have any questions and then refuse to answer any questions. And he didn't just drop this package off either. We'll get into exactly what Fury wants and what the team is going to do tomorrow. That's on the next page. This page is entirely devoted to the completely needless struggle with this obstinate fucking parcel to the extent that in the section for the GM to read like the encounter details, you know, what is the challenge in this scene? It says, quote, encounter. The video monitor is a two-way communication device. It was left in the hero's headquarters by a highly trained operative who easily overcame all of the installation's security measures. Not just overcame the defenses of Ford's Furies, but easily overcame them. With over a decade of saving the country and indeed the world under our belts, with government funding, some of the best respected heroes in the country here in Ford's Furies, not to mention our sentry statue of Gerald Ford, that thing has lasers, not only did this fucking rando penetrate all those defenses, he penetrated them easily. The text goes on to say, uh, rather with the demeanor of a bully mocking a child who is already crying, quote, regardless of how secretive the heroes think they are, Fury already knows a great deal about them. As the former head of S.H.I.E.L.D., he knows almost everything about almost everybody. So his anonymous agent was easily able to bypass any of your defenses. None of your investigations avail you anything. No matter how secretive or private you think you are, Nick Fury already knows everything about you. And then, the t- truly the dumbest thing in this page, we get an explanation of why this super team, Ford's Furies or the West Coast Avengers, or the Postal Investigation Dream Team previously described, categorically with no dice involved, cannot possibly discover the contents of this parcel without opening it. Quote, The parcel was lined with a special lead foil to cancel out x-rays or other penetrative measures. I see. The reason the Sorcerer Supreme of Earth could not discover what was in the cardboard box was because there was lead foil on it. Of course. The reason that Tigra, Wolverine, and Daredevil all working in shifts with their trio of goddamn super noses could not get the slightest whiff of anyone having infiltrated our base is because the perpetrator was some guy whom Nick Fury asked to infiltrate our base. Of course, some guy I should have known. Ridiculous. Ridiculous and disrespectful. This is like Batman getting papers served to him in the Batcave. I mean, I know that, like, Nick Fury and his government colleagues are supposed to be total badasses, but keep in mind, any one of these player characters could be like a Batman or a Tony Stark or a Black Widow. Regardless, they have no chance of dealing with Rando the Unstoppable, Nick Fury's go-to man for delivering cardboard boxes in needlessly sneaky ways. But it's really the lead foil that gets to me. That is the dumbest thing in this page because, I mean, the, the, the author set himself an impossible task here. How do you explain a situation where there's a cardboard box and no imaginable superpower in the Marvel Universe could possibly determine what's in the box? Like, not cosmic awareness. Like, if you used to be a herald of Galactus, your oneness with the universe still can't tell you what's in the fucking box. And so the author had no good choices here. But among the worst choices has to be lead foil. I mean, Vision is in this picture. He's in the illustration on this page. Vision could just put his face up to the box, push his face through the box, and see the monitor. Per the text of the module, that effort will fail. Absolute horseshit. And right off the bat, too, like a needless power play. It's like scene one, session one. 
You superheroes who think you're so big and bad walk into your base and guess what? Somebody snuck in. They snuck in with no problems. There's no record of them. All of your security tapes are empty. All of your motion detectors failed. All of your sentry spirits that you set up with magical wards are gone. They've been released into the ether. Your cosmic awareness turns up nothing. You find a cardboard box. What's in the cardboard box? No force in the cosmos can determine what is in the cardboard box. Go ahead, try. Try to find out what's in the cardboard box. Impossible. Your powers are nothing before the cardboard box. Okay, we open the cardboard box. It's Nick Fury. He says he already knows everything about you. You have no secrets from him. He's got a mission for you. What's the mission? Can't tell you. You have to accept the mission before you can find out what the mission is. Ha 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 ha. Just a... There, there could scarcely be a more antagonistic way to start a superhero game than this. And let me just point out, like, it's not particularly to the point, nor is it particularly like a funny thing. I don't really know why I'm saying it. It's because I noticed it and I have to get it off my chest. Nick Fury says, quote, I hope this little stunt didn't scare you too much, but I had to guarantee that you and I would be the only parties privy to this conversation. So first of all, this is a lot of trouble to go to for a quote-unquote secure channel that would be defeated by, for example, an interested observer standing behind your little TV, Nick Fury, where you can't see them, or someone standing in a nearby room with the door ajar. But let's just say, we can assume this monitor, this two-way monitor, forms a secure, reliable, and unintersceptable link between the team, Ford's Furies, and Nick Fury. Why in God's name would you need to deliver this anonymously? Like, of all the things S.H.I.E.L.D. might need to secretly ship, they might need to hide that they poisoned someone. If they were leaking information, they might need to hide that they leaked it. If they were sending secret weapons to someone, they might want to conceal the sender so that the weapons aren't intercepted. If they had a message to send to someone in the field, they would need to conceal the sender so that the message isn't intercepted and read. But the point of this TV is that it's a secure communications link. It's for Ford's Furies. They're meant to open the box and find out that Nick Fury wants to talk to them immediately. There's no secret being kept from them. Why not deliver it in the regular mail like a regular person? What are you afraid is going to happen? Some male person with delusions of grandeur is going to open the box. You know what they'll find? A little TV. And in five seconds, the little TV will turn on and it'll be Nick Fury. And he'll say, like, fuck off. This is a secure channel and you're not the person I want to talk to. In addition to this being the most obnoxious of scenes... There is no reason to deliver a secure communications device with this level of unbelievably resource-intensive, opaque anonymity. Anyway, I honestly, I wasn't quite sure when I first was starting to think about this season that I could cover a module, given my format, given the show. But as soon as I saw this scene, I knew, I knew I had to do this book. I mean, I've seen pointless GM dick-waving in modules before, but this is like... An instantaneous dick to the face. Like, this is a dick to the face before I had a chance to get my dice out of the box. Unbelievable. Anyway, Nick Fury does in fact want something from Ford's Furies, and once they agree to do it, whatever it is, he will tell them what it is. Join me tomorrow for that on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact the show however you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Podbean, Gmail, Instagram, etc., etc. This episode's theme music is Robinson's Grand Entry March, performed by the United States Air Force Concert Band. Thanks for listening. <laughs>